Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RG Ocho. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. We have a very special edition of The Ocho here for you today. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson. That's right. Star, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, Dallas Cowboys legend, one of the people who helped make the Dallas Cowboys America's team, the original 88, took some time about a week after it was announced that he is a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2021. Drew and I had a great conversation about the Hall of Fame, about the immortality associated with it, about his days with the Dallas Cowboys. It is something that I think that you are going to enjoy. I don't want to keep you from it much longer. We want to thank Drew Pearson for the time. We want to ask you to Subscribe to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. We have a lot of fun things planned for you uh, throughout the rest of the offseason and certainly in the lead-up to the Hall of Fame ceremony in the 2021 season. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Subscriptions really help if you can leave a rating, ride a review. Those things go a long way at helping us out, but uh, not going to keep you from it anymore. Pro Football Hall of Famer Drew Pearson joins us next right here on The Ocho. Pleased to be joined now here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network by the one, the only, the legendary, internationally famous, debonair, <laughs> handsome as all could ever tell, the one and only once again pro football Hall of Famer, the original 88, Drew Pearson. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here at BTB, Drew. Hey, thank you so much for that introduction, man. Can we do that again? <laughs> I, I'll, uh, I'll be your hype man. No, no, I'm, you just need. I'm just kidding. You've, <laughs> thank uh, you for that. Yeah. You've put in long enough to to have a hype man. Any Anytime you walk into a room, you should have somebody kind of like the old King's Court, you know what I'm saying, just like introduce you. Um, and if you step back out, you know, and you walk back in, somebody should have to do it all over again. Uh, we're talking uh, almost a week after it was officially announced that you are a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Way, way, way long overdue, as you well know. Uh, but you've known for some time, obviously. But what has the last week been like for you as, as everybody has kind of come around to celebrate with you? Yeah, uh, had a little celebration when I got back from uh, Tampa with my family. And, uh, you know, before, before we get to that, man, I, this class I'm with, man, is, is extraordinary, man. Uh, uh, we spent that weekend together. It's like we've been together all our lives, you know. And uh, we connected, and we're still connecting now. We're group texting and uh, making plans together to go to uh, Canton in August and uh, – it's like that. So when I got back home, I had another celebration. My family was here. They celebrated with me. But all along, uh, RJ, I've been getting text messages, emails, phone calls, uh, well wishes and uh, things of that nature from everybody, you know, family, friends. And the best thing about it, I get a lot of that from my teammates that I played with. And they say, you finally got there. You belong there. 
Uh, guys like Rayfield Wright saying the hall just got better now that you're here. Uh, Tony Dorsett, Roger Staubach, you know, all these great Cowboys. And then I got some, you know, well wishes from uh, people uh, from other teams, Marcus Allen and Joe Green. You know, Joe Green says, you know, welcome to the team. You know, say, yeah, maybe now I can beat you, Joe Green, after you beat us in two Super Bowls. But it's been a great ride, and I'm enjoying every minute of it, RJ. Well, that's awesome. I actually, I'm glad you brought up your fellow classmates. And I, I feel like I've never been a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, obviously. Uh, but I feel like you would feel intrinsically connected with them uh, because you you are going to share something incredibly special with them for the rest of your life. I've been to one Hall of Fame enshrinement. It was 2010, uh, headlined by Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice, but but lots of great people. Dick LeBeau, uh, the late, great Floyd Little, Russ Grimm, uh, really fantastic class all the way around. Do, do you kind of feel that? way like I mean you've talked so much about immortality throughout the process of being elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame do you feel like you are immortally connected with these people specifically absolutely absolutely you know I'll be immortally connected with every bust in that Pro Football Hall of Fame but no the connection will be so much stronger with Hall of Fame Cowboys Hall of Fame Cowboys because most of those guys I played with you know Bob Hayes or Roger Starbuck Rayfield Wright Mel Renfro you know, these guys I played with, I went to war with these guys. And if these guys say you belong with them, you know, man, you know, that's really special because they know what I brought to the team. And that's kind of the thing, RJ, that the Hall of Fame voters couldn't see. Mm-hmm. You know, they see the stats and all that, but they don't really see the value you were to the team. You know, that I was captain. I was that vocal guy in the locker room, setting the tone in practice, you know, being fired up for the game. You know, before uh, they wouldn't let me, uh, you had to have timeouts called on the sideline. Coach Landry designated me to be that guy downfield after making a catch to call the timeout because he trusted me like that. So, yeah, this is uh, immortality. And I got immortality to an extent here in Dallas at the AT&T and that Cowboy Ring Honor because that's something going to be there forever. And I'm connected with a great group there, you know, in the Ring of Honor. But this immortality, you know, this is really immortality. And now you're part of this team. And that's what David Baker said when he made that uh, announcement to me. Uh, you know, you joined one of the greatest teams ever assembled. And now you're one of, this, one of these guys forever. And that's immortality. And that's what's special about being in that Hall of Fame. That's why so many guys want to get in there, RJ. I think President Baker does such a great job of of really kind of explaining how meaningful this is. And and I love how he always tells all of you that that they're going to protect your legacy forever because that's that's what makes the Hall right. of Fame the Hall of Fame. You mentioned the bust. Um, you know, you mentioned Rayfield Wright. It was during Rayfield's uh 2006 induction when when John Madden famously said that that he believes all the busts talk to one another at night and everything. Um if if your yeah. bust could talk to somebody who who has left our earth, um, you know, when when the door Doors closed. Who do you think is the first bus that you would talk to? Who has left our earth? Correct. Because you can call anybody that's still on earth right now and and have a chat on any old random Friday. You know what I mean? So, Well, if he left my earth, RJ would be Bob Hayes, okay? Because we had so much together. He took me under my wing, under his wing when I was a rookie. And uh, uh, that meant a lot to me and helped me adjust to Dallas and become a professional and stuff like that. But if it was a bus with a guy still living and still with us, it'd be Jerry Rice. 
because I want to ask him, how'd you do it? You know, how'd you do what you did for so long and have the sustainability to be there each and every week, game in and game out, doing it not only in the regular season games, but doing it in the postseason and doing it like no none other. You know, he's the only one. When people ask, uh, you feel like you're the greatest receiver of all time? Yeah, I feel that. But only one I consent to or give credit to over me would be Jerry Rice. So I would like to talk to Jerry Rice about that. That makes sense. Uh, Jerry's uh, one of the goats. Certainly Tom Brady has uh, made it a point to surpass him in a couple of capacities. You mentioned Bob Hayes. I don't know if you know this, Drew. I was thinking about it. Um, number number 88, you know, you guys get a lot of love, rightfully so. Uh, but but 22 and 88 are now the only numbers in Cowboys history that feature multiple Hall of Famers. Obviously, 22 belong right. to, to Bob Hayes and Emmitt Smith, and now you and Michael Irvin. I, I, I imagine that 94 will get there with DeMarcus Ware. Already Charles Haley's in there. Uh, going back to Rayfield right Zach Martin certainly seems like he's on the way to the Hall of Fame so that would give the Cowboys two um you know two more at least I think Chuck Howley deserves to get in and that would give uh the Cowboys another 54 along with Randy White so um I've I've always wanted to ask you something kind of switching gears here you've got your Super Bowl ring on uh I mentioned before we started recording that we've met before when I was a freshman in college uh I went to the last game at Texas Stadium before the Cowboys played the Baltimore Ravens you did an autograph signing and uh, it was a lot of fun made a lot of great memories for me and my family and you let you know each of us wear your Super Bowl ring and and from everything I've seen you you let fans do that and obviously we live in different times right now but not everybody is like that not everybody I would imagine is so willing to share their Super Bowl ring and it obviously means a lot to you um what is it about you that that kind of made you start doing that did 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 you see somebody do that you know way back when and say I like this or or did it just come to you because it does create a really powerful memory for a Cowboys fan to say I'm wearing Drew Pearson's ring I mean think about how many people all over the world have that photo framed in their homes you know what I mean yeah you know you know, my thing is, uh, I appreciate the fans so much, you know, and, uh, you know, I think it was Mother Teresa said, nobody will remember what you said, nobody will remember what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel, mm. you know, and I always want to make them feel when they meet Drew Pearson. If they're taking the time to meet me and saying that makes my day, my dad, you know, loved you and I grew up uh uh, under his wing and now I'm a big cowboy fan and I know all about you because of him you know all those kind of stories you hear uh you know you just want to uh uh make their moment special and nothing more special than giving them that opportunity to put that ring on and after a while RJ it just became my thing you know I just started doing it and some sometimes people come up to me and say can I put the ring on you know because now they've seen other people do it so, yeah, I try to do a little more, even when I do uh, signings and uh, people wait in line for me, you know, the, the, the promoters say and rush them through or something. No, take a picture, put the ring on, let's do it right. And that way they'll come back and they'll appreciate it. And like I said, it's all about how you make people feel. And I want to make people feel good because they making me feel good by telling me, you know, how great I am, you know. But people tell you how great you are all the time and what you meant to their lives and, and the impact you might have had on their lives. You know, RJ, that's, that's pretty special. So you want to give that back, give that back to them. And I'm proud to say, I think I do it better than anybody, you know, because I, I, I care about it. And I see other guys and it, 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 it bothers me sometimes. You know, I was with a, 
a former cowboy one time. We're doing an autograph session together. And he was upset because the money wasn't right. He was upset with the promoter. And so he was taking that out on the fans in line. And we're sitting together there. So I had to pull him out of this autograph and say, hey, <laughs> look here. I don't care what you got going with this promoter. But these fans, you know, it ain't their fault. OK, we're here. We're going to do it right. And then we deal with this business back there. So, you know, that's very important to me to, to do it that way. And uh, that's the way I've done it and will continue to do it. I think that's really awesome. And I think it it, it means something different to your average fan that, that gets a, an autograph or a picture or whatever the case may be, um, because it's it doesn't feel like I'm just another person in the line. You know, it, it feels like I'm somebody that mattered to Drew Pearson. I'm somebody that mattered to whoever. And so I, I've always admired that about you. And I think that's really cool. I do feel for you, Drew, because now your autograph's going to take a little bit longer. You got to write ROH. You got to write <laughs> HOF. I mean, you know, yeah. you, got, you know, you got to study, do some hand exercises. Call Jerry Rice up. I'm sure he's got a couple for you to uh, kind of work on in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah, give me some, uh, Gary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, something else, you know, I'm, I'm so curious about, and, and I admire this greatly, is you have been so vocal about how much the Hall of Fame means to you. And everybody saw the video last year after, again, you had to wait another year too long. And, and that's not how everybody is. A, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people want to play it cool. A lot of people want to say, oh, yeah, if it happens, it happens. It doesn't mean a lot to me. But, but I really respect that you have said, no, hell no, this, this means everything to me. Um, wh why? Why, why, has, why have you felt the need to be that vocal? Is, I mean, I, I'm just so fascinated by this. Well, you know, it, it's kind of the crowning, uh, uh, I don't know, the word uh, appreciation, satisfaction, you know, for your career, you know, the, the pinnacle, mm -hmm. you know, I never thought of when I growing up uh, 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 being a Hall of Famer, okay, uh, even in college, you would just wanted to be a pro. That was the thing. Mm -hmm. Even when I was with the Dallas Cowboys, I never thought about being a Hall of Famer. All I wanted was my game that particular day be good enough to be a stepping stone to one day put me in the Cowboy Ring of Honor. And then when I got in the Ring of Honor, now then, you know, now you're starting. But before then, even RJ, you know, people were talking that you're a Hall of Famer and everything. And in the process, you made all decade team of the 70s, right. you know, about four or five receivers that played in the seventies that are in the hall of fame and you're not. So then you start thinking about, yeah, maybe I belong in that group. And then you have other people telling you and uh, you know, but the process is so tough and that's why it's the most prestigious of all sports hall of fames and all the respect to the others, they're hall of famers for sure. But because there's so many players every year that become eligible to, you know, uh, be uh, available for the hall of fame. And they're good players. Look at the senior committee, that logjam, that bottleneck there. And now they even reduced it to one senior a year. And now the bottleneck even gets worse. Uh, for example, Everson Walls, you know, right. he was a finalist a couple years ago. The last time he's able to be a finalist, a modern day finalist. So he didn't get in. So now he has to go into the senior category. And he's lumped in that category. So he might not ever get a chance to be talked about and uh, get in that room. But you know what? I had some good people behind, behind me, some people here in Dallas that covered the Cowboys, Rick Gosselin, Shireen Williams, you know, and then later uh, that were here and moved on to Jared Bell, to Gary Myers. You know, these guys have been in my corner, especially Rick Gosselin, 
who is on the senior voting committee. And he's the one that was pushing me. And so you become all decade and you think, yeah, I should be a Hall of Famer. There's no question about it after that. And then when, the, when your teammates tell you that you should be a Hall of Famer as well. But at that point, you don't know if you're ever going to get in. My thoughts really took off when they when they uh, talking about the uh, uh, Centennial class. Right. Okay? I thought this would be my door. That's why I had everybody at my house and all the cameramen, you right. know, and all that there, because I wanted everybody to capture this moment to see my excitement. And then when it didn't happen, you know, you saw uh, the disappointment. But what that did for me, it kept my name in the process. It kept it alive. So here comes August, you know, when the seniors vote on the senior candidate, bam, I'm unanimous pick because it's fresh on everybody's mind what I went through. But I had to maybe go through that to let it happen. But other guys have gone through some things. You know, Harry Carson got turned down so many right. times. He said, hey, take my name off the ballot. You know, every time you talk about me not getting in, it's a negative. Take my name off the ballot. You know, other guys get frustrated with it. With it. Al Fineca, you know, what did he wait? Six or seven times. John Lynch, seven times. He, was, he got the knock on the door and said no. Wow, seven times. So it's a tough process to get through. And uh, you got to get your name. Former Cowboys, what we can do to help former Cowboys get the recognition in that senior category is starting putting these, some of these guys in the Cowboy Ring of Honor. Right. Okay? Because that was big for me. That helped me get my name back out there when I got in in 2011. So Harvey Martin, uh, uh, Everson Walls, uh, uh, Charlie Waters, uh, you know, there's some great players that played uh, in that era with me that Jerry Jones doesn't know that much about. But what they meant to the team, he needs to find out what they meant. But anyway, that would help uh, us get more players into the uh, uh, NFL Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame. I agree with you. I do think the Pro Football Hall of Fame is just a tad bit more prestigious uh, than other sports. And, and it is unfortunate, the, I don't want to call it the politics, but for lack of a better word, that go into it. And then you, you do get lumped into a particular category. It is a bit of a logjam. That even happens with modern day finalists about 10 years ago when Andre Reid and Troy Brown, you just, you get these, these you know, voters that say, well, we don't want to put in too many receivers or too many offensive linemen or whatever. It, it, it is a, somebody's a Hall of Famer or they're not. And, and well, um, you know what? with that rj that's that's the voting process with the pro football hall of fame nobody sees each other's vote right you know you know they don't even see it after the voting's done they don't know rick goslin's calling me did you get in gary Morris calling me did you get in they don't even know the vote and if the vote was transparent you know there wouldn't be no issues like too many wide receivers or right. too many cowboys you know there wouldn't be any biases. There wouldn't be any politics. But, you know, I'm not trying to change the process. Or anything. <laughs> I'm not trying to be no uh, 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 militant uh, 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 pioneer here right. or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I told Mr. Baker after I got in, make the process even a little tougher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. Um, I, 
that's so good. Uh, that the video was great. Drew obviously loved seeing you get, get the moment. Um, it it was cooler. I I liked you know personally as a fan getting to watch people you know get surprised in different situations as opposed to the stereotypical you know hotel yeah. room and it, it you know the the challenges of the last year at least provided that that cool bit of unique twist. Um, obviously Roger Staubach and Jerry Jones were were both there for you uh, in that particular moment. If you could have had another Cowboys player or, or figure, who who would you have wanted to have been there to to make a a third member of the Cowboys specifically be there with you in your moment dead or alive either way it's your call it's your, you're the uh, hall of famer here coach Landry I have to pick two coach Landry and Harvey Martin sure you know those are the two that uh, I miss the most so it's farmer cow and Bob Hayes as well uh you know and other guys uh you know but Harvey Harvey Martin was my roommate you know for 11 seasons we came into the league together we retired at the same time same thing with Billy Joe Dupree. We came in in the same year. We retired the same year. We call ourselves the decade plus one boys because we played 11 seasons. Uh, but Coach Landry, man, if it wasn't for his system uh, that depended on character, uh, intelligence, passion, and then maybe some talent, you know, you had the, all the other three and some talent, uh, you can, he could coach you up to be a good football player. And he took me as an undrafted free agent and coached me up to be a hall of famer, you know? So those definitely those two guys would add a, 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 a something else to it. But, you know, the fact that it went down the way it did, you know, with all due respect to the other guys, I watched that show last night and how the other guys uh, got their, their message, but all due respect to the other guys, but I think my deal was the best. Okay. <laughs> they were all outside. They couldn't go in the house and they caught Woodson by his pool and right. all that. I'm at the Cowboy Complex, okay? I got a Hall of Famer there, Jerry Jones and uh, Roger Staubach. And granted, I didn't have my family there. But, man, you know, to do it that way, it meant a lot to me, you know? And Jerry Jones really wanted it to be done that way. And, you know, RJ, after all that process happened, happened and we did all the interviews and dried all our tears and all <laughs> that kind of stuff, uh, Jerry asked me to go upstairs and meet with him. I sat and met with him for an hour and we talked about so many different things. I've never had that opportunity to do that with Jerry Jones. Our path has crossed many times, but to, for him to give me that time and he did it uh, to tell me what I meant to the Dallas Cowboys all these years and that going into the hall of fame should have happened a long time ago. And so anyway, it was, so it could have, it couldn't happen a better way. And uh, again, all due respect to the other guys, because we are connected in the class of 2021 and we're going to be connected for the rest of our lives. That's pretty cool. I'll say it as well, Drew. I think you had the coolest moment and um, I know you waited far too long, but I think you did it your way. And, and I hope you have just an immense level of peace and, and pride and joy in the whole process. Um, I, I think I speak for Cowboys fans everywhere in, in thanking you for how great of an ambassador you've been for our favorite football team. Um, I, I think the Hall of Fame is what it is. In, in the minds of so many, this this pinnacle of legacy and, and leadership and immortality, like we talked about, mostly in large part because of, of what you and, and your teammates and even your competitors in the 70s did. I mean, you guys elevated this game to the point that, that we all love it so much so many years later. Uh, we're so happy for you. We're so thrilled for you. We're so thankful that you took some time to join us. I hope you enjoy every moment of the rest of your life, but of, of the lead up. I, I mean, do just in, soak it all up, smile as big as you can, 
sleep in the jacket. I mean, do whatever you can, Drew. Uh, you deserve it. Pro Football Hall of Famer Drew Pearson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. RJ, I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for having uh, the original number 88, Drew Pearson, HOF 2021. Hood, hood. Thank you, RJ. Want to give a big time thank you, big time shout out to Drew Pearson for taking the time to join us again, Pro Football Hall of Famer Drew Pearson. Those words are so incredible. Way, 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 way long overdue, as we all know, but thankfully, Drew Pearson is part of football's most illustrious fraternity. I really loved everything he had to say. I loved hearing about how important it is to Drew to make somebody's memory when it comes to signing autographs. I love how much the Hall of Fame means to Drew Pearson. I love that. I love when it when it means something to the player that, that that's receiving the honor, and I love when they're not afraid to tell you, and Drew Pearson exemplifies just kind of really what a perfect Hall of Famer is. Uh, so thanks again to Drew Pearson for the time. Thank you for listening. Uh, I want to ask you again to please subscribe to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. Leave a rating, write a review, those things. I say it all the time, but they really do help us out. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to get out of here now. And uh, I hope you're having the best day ever. I hope you're having the best week ever, having the best month ever, having the best year ever, having the best off season ever. I hope you're having just the best possible time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.